really a selfless position, uh, you know, fullback. It's, it's all dirty work. I mean, there's no real glory, and he's not really getting the ball in carries, and you know, not. I threw, it, I definitely throw it to him. Um, but being a lead blocker really sets the tone for uh, for the offense. It's a very valuable position, and uh, anyone that can create holes and that physical style of toughness in the run game is really important for us. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Kyle Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 18, season 3 of the Fantasy Fullback Dive where we are as of today, I mean technically it's been all, all, all year, but I mean as of today we are officially paving the way for you to win your fantasy football championship in 2018. I of course am your host, Nat the Truth Jones, with me as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself, actually on location in the place that he usually records for like the first time and I can't even remember how long. How you doing Wolf? I uh, know the last season is finally winding down, almost done. Got two more games left on the year. Uh, coming off a tough loss tonight, unfortunately. But come off we, tough losses almost every episode. It seems like. Oh, uh, it's been brutal. We're, we've been injury plagued. Uh, one of our defensemen didn't drink any water today, so he's puking on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So I had to put in some rant. We played this really good team tight. It was two nothing at halftime, and then the bodies just started dropping. And uh, yeah, just didn't go so well in the second half, unfortunately. So the season's winding down, though. The the fantasy football is back in the air obviously we're fresh off of probably our four best episodes yeah, yet the four, four pack, pack right the big four pack which was fantastic against scott barrett from pff uh mike Wright from the fantasy footballs if you have not heard those two interviews in 15 and 16 make sure you're listening some great names some great content we produced and of course the standalones too uh were, were fantastic as well just all draft centric stuff if you haven't got caught up on your nfl draft it's can't miss audio so that was fantastic Speaking of which, uh, one of the they've they've come out with the contestants for the Bachelorette, the bios, yeah. which, as you know, I'm I'm very into. Uh, one of the guys is associated pretty seriously with Pro Football Focus. I know. I have, CJ was sending me and that. One we of them's Clay on. Harbor. Yeah, exactly. We we have we have to get him on for sure. Seriously. He's got to be the next guy. We have an in. We know. Well, we should t- Twitter and like be like, hey, we know Scott Barrett. Yeah, Scott Barrett, friend of the pod. Uh, He's a exactly. friend of the pod. He's a legitimate friend of the pod. I know, and he's been fantastic too. He's been retweeting all our stuff, saying he loved coming on. So it was love having uh, come you know, back anytime, like Scott. Him. Yeah, he he was fantastic too. So if you haven't heard those, make sure you listen. But now that the draft is set, and I'm super excited for this episode. Because, I know you are because this uh, is this is the most self indulgent wolf stuff there is, and I enjoy. I it. had to do it. I but had to do it this episode live, uh, far here. too early, late May draft yep. wizard. It's my first of the year, and I've literally – I promised to the Wolfpack, to everybody out there, I have not even looked at a mock draft yet. I, of course, have an idea of what ADP is because I need to do it for my bargain articles I've been doing for Fantasy Pros. But ultimately, I, I had no idea what the mock draft flow will go like, anything like that. So I've been saving it so I could do it live on the uh, the fullback dive, like you said, paving the, title to, uh, the path to titles this year. I think doing a just a completely – 
unbiased, just not even even looking at anything type of mock draft and then just going with our live reactions could produce some really interesting talk and some interesting uh, audio here tonight. So, so super excited and I just am itching. Like I need to do this. I we're going split screen, people. So I mean the Wolf's Wolf's gonna be the he's gonna be the one that's responsible for this, but I'm gonna be in his ear big time. Of course. And I mean, you know, he, I'm, he's not above being influenced by the truth. So we'll of see course what happens. Uh, all right, we're not. If gonna... you've never done, you've done a draft wizard before, right? I've done many. <laughs> of course, yeah. So just for our listeners, if you've never done it, draftwizard.fantasypros.com. It's the best mock draft tool out there. Obviously, I, I like getting the the only pure human drafts out there every now and again. But with Draft Wizard, you're not dealing with any of the bullshit guys who just come and they don't actually show up. So you have to wait a minute for their turn to go down, and then you're just like, up, oh, sweet. Now this guy's auto drafting, and he drafts three kickers. Uh, you get you know, those type of dickheads in mock draft. This is just a pure computer simulation of what the ECR or ADP or a combination of both. You can plug um, in what types of league you're playing in. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, you know, it helps. I mean, right. it's, it's a great tool. It's one of the best. I actually only started using it a couple of years ago, but I, it's pretty much all I use. If you're it's not using it and you're a serious fantasy player, like get on it immediately. So you absolutely- hopefully you'll enjoy this. I actually think, you know, ordinarily I would not like so much plug, hey, listen to us do this, uh, you know, draft on the air just the two of us i think you'll really enjoy it absolutely with that said uh we're gonna get into the stock watch we do have a little bit of breaking news around the nfl yeah, you know maybe breaking's a little bit of a hard uh you know exaggeration but we got a couple news stories coming up right now first and foremost um elliot shore parks of new jersey advanced media said it would quote unquote not be surprising at all if darren sproles darren sproles not the corpse of darren sproles not just Darren Sproles led the Eagles in running back snaps this season. Thoughts, Wolf? Uh, it's just an interesting penny stock. I mean, nobody's talked about Darren Sproles at all. And now there's a chance he leads the team in snaps. I don't believe that. You know I'm a big Ajayi guy, and I think Ajayi's going to have a huge bounce back season and be this, the, the go-to first and second down guy. But there is a, a real case for uh, Darren Sproles. Apparently, Doug Peterson's smile was huge when he heard Darren Sproles was coming back because this was their starting running back last year. He's perfect for a no-huddle offense, which is what they love to run. He's perfect uh, in the hurry-up type of situation, which Again, their pace of play was towards the top of the league. So he fits the mold of the Doug Peterson offense perfect. You know how much I – mean, I know you are, you're a Sproles guy ever since he was with the Saints. You know, we both love Sproles. It's just a – he's a tough runner for his small stature but incredibly explosive out of the backfield. Coming off some tough injuries, so who knows if he still has that. But if he does and he's – they're saying he's not just coming back. It's like a feel-good story. They really want to use him and use him well. And he's going, you know, in the 15th, 16th round. I'll take any piece of an explosive explosive offense that I can, especially a guy that has the potential to lead the team in running back snaps. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Again, I like Ajay a lot, but if you get a guy that's even getting, you know, 20, 30% of the running back snaps in this explosive offense, you got to make sure you take that shot, especially round 15, 16 penny stock investment of the year right now. I think, I mean, if he's really going to lead it, that's going to be an incredible 16, 17 round investment. What's your, what's your thought? Uh, well, obvious follow-up question for me is, does that give you pause on Jay Ajay, who, as you know, you and I have gone back and forth on a little bit just because he's burned us before I mean you hear somebody saying hey I wouldn't be surprised if this other guy not JSI leads the Eagles and running back snaps <laughs> I agree with you definitely I mean you can get Darren, Darren Sproles in the 15th round that's definition of, of upside chasing penny stock no right. question about it my question is does it give you pause on the on the supposed top guy 
Uh, so not really, because I think a Jai's role is very different from what they're going to use Sproles. And Jai has that big back, the early down carries, the short yardage, the goal line type of stuff. And I think that's where his value is going to be is he's going to be capping off drives for the top scoring offense. That's what's going to make a Jai an eight to 10 touchdown candidate and a Approach a thousand yards. Jai was on pace for almost 1,300 total yards, which would have been 12th in the league last year as an Eagle. And that was with LeGarrette Blunt there because that line is so good. So, I mean, I still like a Jai. I think their role is going to be different. What this gives me pause on is I was pretty treated by Corey Clement. I liked what he was bringing to the table as their third down back. Now it's like, oh, is Sproles going to now be that main early, you know, no huddle guy, take over that role for Clement? Becomes a little bit muddy. It's always going to be a committee there with the Eagles. I think a Jai's role is safe, but I think Darren Sproles also. They, I'll see those two on the backfield a lot together, I bet. I could see, you know, shared split backfield. You know, creative Doug Peterson gets with his alignment. Yeah. So it, it doesn't give me pause on a Jai. It just makes Sproles get on that radar a lot faster than I originally was intending to have him. All right, continuing along the stock watch, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer said Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. obviously returning from an ACL, uh, is expected to participate during OTAs. Initial knee-jerk reaction, gut reflex. What's your thoughts? I love it. I mean, obviously, the really only major question with uh, Dalvin Cook entering the season is, is he healthy? Is he ready to go? And if he's going to be ready for OTAs, not even just training camp, but he's going to be starting to get eased out there already and then maybe be a full go by training camp, that's humongous news. I already had him at number 12, so a first round or bottom of the first round for me before the news. With health, I don't know exactly I could rise him above Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette. That's kind of my 10, 11, 12 is Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. Those are I think all nice picks, stuck. man. Those are all nice um, picks. I might, put him above, is- I might put him above Fournette if I'm being honest. I, I was thinking about that too just because he brings more versatility to the table, especially because we do half PPR as kind of our main baby. Uh, I think he brings a little bit more to the table than Fournette. And it's kind of weird for me to say Fournette feels like more of an injury risk I, with I, I feel exactly the, the same way. That's fine. <laughs> Isn't that strange? It's like yeah. Cook's the one coming off the ACL. Fournette's the bigger guy, but yeah, he's, he's had those lingering foot problems throughout his LSU career. And yeah. just Cook, I, I don't know. I just don't – I think Cook's was just a one-time thing. Um, so I love it. I think Cook, it, he's coming to this new offense with Kirk Cousins leading the charge. Uh, the offensive line continues to get bolstered up. I'm very intrigued by the, the new offensive coordinator, uh, DeFilippio, or however you say it, the guy coming over from the Eagles, the quarterback's coach, obviously comes from a very explosive offensive background and aggressive system said he loves Dalvin Cook one of the main reasons he wanted to go to the Vikings was Dalvin Cook so uh, everything seems to be lining up but now the health question mark can be kind of erased there's no reason to not take Dalvin Cook in first rounds and we're a couple of spots higher on the experts than him with that so I wonder if he'll rise in price as these reports emerge he's a stud though I don't know did you own him in any leagues last year I did in the the town league that I'm in here and again I, I'm, yeah. I'm still relatively new here I knew very few people last year none of mm. them knew I had any sort of fantasy football affiliation and I made <laughs> what I thought at the time was I mean the scoring's a little weird in the league but still I mean I drafted yeah. and I, I drafted what I thought at the time was just a sickeningly good team like one of yeah. those teams where and I mean I, I had my, my starting running backs were Kareem Hunt Dalvin Cook Oh, and, uh, dude, all in on the rookies, baby. That's the fear of the unknown. I love that you have no, you you don't have any fear for the unknown. I clearly. did not have any fear of the unknown, although the Cook injury killed me. 
it was it, dude, it was a backbreaker. That's what that's what I was kind of leaning towards. Is I had him in two to three leagues, and you didn't realize just how like exciting he was. He was only getting better every week, and he was already scoring twenty points a week. And you're just like, oh my god, this guy is going to be a season winner the way he was trending. And you saw what McKinnon and Murray did in that offense. You know, after he was gone, they were both you know low end RB ones. They were combining for humongous numbers, the second most rushing yards in the league last year. The Vikings had. So I mean, Dalvin Cook just an absolute beast. Uh, you know, Pat Shermer did leave. I do. I do want to make sure people know that Pat Shermer, the reason that we love Saquon so much is Shermer is the bell cow breeder, but I think DeFilippo will use him really well. Uh, and Dalvin Cook, now that health is back, so excited. I, I want to own him again. He was so excited. Agreed. To have last I, I would definitely get in the Dalvin Cook business again. I'm, I'm in a two-keeper league, my hometown league that I won. I can't imagine he's going to become available in the draft, and I'll be picking last Ooh. anyway because I won the league last year. So I will probably go. not be in the Dalvin Cook business, but it's all right. I'll take the title. Um, all right, last You're piece. keeping, what, Hopkins in that league? Is that right? I think I'm keeping Hopkins and Gronk. That's pretty damn good keeper situation Not a bad right situation. I mean, I, I could, I mean, you know, I, I know how valuable running backs are. McCoy is the best guy I have on my team running back. Mm-hmm. Are I'm you keeping have, McCoy too? No, I think I'm going to keep Hopkins and Gronk. Gronk versus McCoy is an interesting no, Hopkins, Right, no I, mean, it's, I mean, Hopkins is a no-brainer. I mean, as we get closer to the season, I'll have to decide now, but we'll see how we feel. My instinct is that I can't, drop the top tight end for like maybe a lower top 10 Mm -hmm. workforce, but we'll see. We'll see who else is out there. Uh, Last thing on the stock watch. And this is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite lines of the whole thing. The Akron beacon journals, Nate Ulrich writes the Browns quote unquote plan to use sophomore tight end, David (laughs) Najuku as a quote unquote full-time starter. So uh, yeah, this is, this is what they plan to do. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> plan to do this. Um, I don't know if you'd even call this like serious news, but uh, you know, why should we care about this, Wolf? Well, so he's coming off a season where he was only used on 48% of the snaps. So if that becomes more of a full-time role, he could do some damage. I mean, the reason you care is the athletic uh, freakishness sure, of sure. this guy. 6'4", 246. I mean, absolute monster. Yeah, can still run. You know, ran a four, like a, a low four six, so 21 reps. But it's the jumping ability that brings me to him. Led all tight ends with a 37.5-inch vertical. And he's, 30, he's already 6'4". He's leaping, you know, that high into the air that's just screams red zone nightmare to me and if this offense takes the step forward that i kind of expect them to with tyrod or baker at behind center and then you got josh gordon hopefully with his head on straight jarvis landry churning it out i don't think Noku's going to be this you know monster yardage guy but if he's got a kind of an every down role and they're in the red zone a lot he has all the tools to be a complete mismatch nightmare down there so i mean this guy that's going you know at the end of your draft completely going to the bottom 20 tight ends if you're stealing a penny stock late at the tight end position there's enough athleticism there and if the the browns are already talking about featuring him a little bit more he was raw last year maybe he's been molded a little bit more you just watch these freakish practice highlights and the guy is just an monster just an absolute monster you watch him running it's just crazy so it's that's what you look for when you're looking at penny stocks is going at the complete bottom barrel price but yet the talent that could be there if he develops into it he could truly be the next mismatch freak tight end that just scores 10 to 11 touchdowns that you take at the end of your draft i and i just want to also shout out our guy newell roche or roach i don't know exactly how you say he's one of our uh Wolfpack loyal, faithful members are always messaging on Twitter. 
And he says this is like one of his main keeper dilemmas, and he just has this unhealthy love for Nyoku is what he calls it. Um, he always calls me out every time I rank him too low. So I might be finally joining the bandwell, uh, bandwagon here, Newell. So got to give you a quick shout-out. All right. Well, as we said, that is the plan. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll be right back after this. We're going to hit you with a glossary term, and then we're diving face-first into our first draft wizard of the year. All right, we are back. We'll keep the glossary term brief, but uh, we, we love getting into this stuff, especially like some of the terms that we've coined ourselves. Uh, we, we talked about cement shoes recently. Um, term of the week, drum roll, boom, is, any guesses? Pig roast. A pig roast. Love a good pig roast. You ever been to a real pig roast? Uh, I've been to a big pig roast. Like with, a with like the actual fish. pig like out there and stuff? On the spit, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We just we were just reading uh, Lord of the Flies at school too, so I always think of that book when I hear of pig roast, kill the sure. pig, spill its blood. Sure, you know that one, obviously. Piggy. Yeah, oh yeah. Poor piggy, little piggy. You took it on the chin in that book. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, and this is, I digress a little bit. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit irritated by this, uh, and, and even my wife, who is like a pretty ultra feminist. Uh, is pretty. I'm pretty irritated with this, like the talk of doing a female, all female Lord of the Flies. I feel like the uh, whole the whole point of it was that this is men are crazy. <laughs> and yeah, like, like boys, put boys like together, boys and it's like cases. sure. I'm all for equality. I mean, it's not the same movie if they're all women. It's just not. No, it would be so different. Yeah, because that's like. <laughs> They're just like going at, actually, I don't even want to. Yeah, I mean, I know. I feel <laughs> like I'm opening up a can of worms here, but, but it's just like, to me, it's like, okay, you want to reboot boot Ghostbusters with all women? I got no problem with it. Lord of the Flies is a little bit different. It's about the savagery, and like women have always just been more naturally, especially at that age, it's like the young youthfulness of the boys, like pre, like, you know, we both taught middle school. Yeah. We know how like the middle school girls treat each other versus the middle school boys. Boys were savages and just like throw fists. And that's the whole point of the Lord of the Flies, whereas girls like go behind their backs. And, and, and by like, the way, <laughs> this, this is not a compliment to guys. I mean, like what, no, I'm, no, what no. I'm saying to you is you put a bunch of guys on an island, a bunch of them are probably going to die. They're going to kill each happened. other. Put a bunch right. of women on an island like that. Pro- that might not happen. So anyway, if, if anything, I'm giving a thumbs up to women. But uh, yes. to me, it's an all-male store. Anyway, I digress. Um, pig roast. Let's talk about pig roasts in fantasy football. Uh, you want to define pig roast? Because I, I feel like you coined this term. Oh, man, I might have. It's <laughs> It comes from um, Urban Dictionary. I probably should pull up the Urban Dictionary definition of it. But it, it's talking about when you have a, a quarterback and a wide receiver on the same team – and this is going to go lead perfectly because our next stock profile is going this, to be Antonio Brown. This could apply to a running back too, but but it you're you're could. right. Generally speaking, you're talking about a running back uh, combination or a wide receiver combination with a quarterback. Yeah, it's ninety uh, percent of the time you're, you're looking at a, a pig roast as a quarterback and a wide receiver, and it's when you get that hookup where they, you, they hit a fifty yard bomb and you get the six points for the receiving touchdown, you get the four points for the passing touchdown, you get all the yardage points, and you're literally just putting your opponent onto the spit your quarterbacks taking him from the front your receivers taking him from the back uh, <laughs> to define it from urban dictionary i just <laughs> just reading this makes me just want uh, <laughs> a pig roast <clears throat> a sexual a, a sexual encounter in which a woman is put on her hands and knees and penetrated from both ends generally <laughs> resembling a pig being roasted on a spit 
Hmm. So exactly kind of how it sounds here. <laughs> but the fantasy football style is it's the quarterback takes one end, the receiver takes the other, um, and you just bury your opponent in a submission because you have those two racking up the double points because they're dominating on the NFL field. Obvious examples of pig roast, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Deshaun yep. Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, that's um, going to be one of the best pig roasts of the year. That's I would argue, a- although this guy's not a wide receiver, I would argue Brady and Gronk is a, a pretty solid oh, pig roast. Humongous pig roast. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just a lot of fun because it's like, you know, you, you find yourself, I mean, maybe we'll see some Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill pig roasting. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's going to be a great one. I, I think, you know, the ones you brought up, though, like A.B. and DeAndre Hopkins, are so good because their quarterbacks are truly exploding. Like, when you look at Odell Beckham, you're not looking at, like, an Eli Manning. Like, Odell Beckham will bend people over, and he'll do his job in the pig roast. But, like, Eli Manning, do you really want to be rolling out Eli Manning to a pig roast? Do you really want to be double-teaming your opponent with Eli Manning? No, that's not the thing. But Drew Brees and Mike Thomas, okay, let's take yeah, them yeah, from yeah. both ends and just destroy him. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's, I mean, he can get in a pig roast with Roethlisberger also. That's the main reason I brought up. Uh, I mean, you know, like, you know, in Carson Palmer's day when he was solid, you know, you might, Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer, uh, Carson Palmer, David Johnson, even a little bit of uh, pig roasting because he was such a good receiving back. But uh, yeah, usually we're talking about rad receivers in some, in some instances, tight ends, maybe running backs. But yeah, that's a pig roast. Um, it, you know, it, a really, a really good thing would be, you know, if, if, say, Juju has a great year, if you had, say, like, Ben, Juju, and Antonio Brown. Is that even a pig roast anymore? That's, uh, like a, that's like just a, a game bang. shish kebab. That's, I don't know. Like, a, one of those, like. <laughs> Which way is Juju taking it from the, like, he's taking the ear hole? Like, what is even happening at that These point? might just be, like, Alan Hearns. He might just be watching, like, from behind <laughs> a potted plant. Hey, throw me a little scrap, really. A Blake Mortal's you? pig roast always involves one guy just kind of, like, creeping in the corner. <laughs> that's how it works. You, I'm pretty excited about the uh, the Vontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers pig roast this year. I think that unless they sign Dez, who, who knows if that rumor's got any truth to it. But oh, I think Devontae Adams and, and Rodgers, that's, that's going to be a beauty. Yeah, I, like him and Jordy Nelson used to be incredible. Yeah, then that got, was a great pig roast. Yeah. It's, it's always better when you have like that target hog, like alpha wide receiver one, like we were talking about, with a bona fide quarterback stud. I think Doug Baldwin, Russell Wilson. I mean, Baldwin's you know, the Julio only target. Julio Jones has never been the pig roast guy that you would hope he would be. I know, just not enough touchdowns. Like, he'll he'll be there and he'll be, you know, you want like a a pig roast that's like, boom, killing your opponent. And it's like, yeah, the pig roast is happening, but that one's just kind of like your opponent leaves and is like, is that that really all they had for me? Like, that was it? I thought this was going to be it. Yeah, Unless um, it's like the one game, like Carolina, where he has like 300 yards and sure. three touchdowns, and Matt Ryan has. And you happen to have Matt Ryan too. I will say, and then we'll move that on. Would be- <laughs> right. And, and what would that even be? It's not even a pig roast. That's just like a slaughter. Yeah, I don't even want to say. That I have something in my head, but I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that I, years back, I had a wonderful pig roast combination going. I had Matt Stafford and Prime Calvin Johnson, oh, and uh, there was we did a lot of roasting that that fall. Yeah, that, <laughs> the opponents were on the spit quite a bit, a big rotisserie. Quite a bit. I won the league that year that I was in. Yeah. Um, all right. Ken's a championship move, though. If you get a really good one that's just consi- – like DeAndre Hopkins and, and, like you said, Deshaun Watson this year, that could be a yeah, championship I mean, maybe winning. maybe in my hometown league, maybe I reach for Watson a little bit because I, I got it DeAndre. It might be worth it. I mean, it would be fun. It's also fun as shit to watch, you know. 
Uh, last year I had I had a uh, my family league I had Watson and Hopkins and Fuller Ooh. and that's that was just like ninety points a week from those three it was unbelievable so you can only imagine once we're gonna Watson have to come up with a good word for when you got two top notch receivers and they both get receiving touchdowns and you and there's only so many I think we've already picked them out like Brown Juju and Ben and and Watson Fuller and and uh, Hopkins might be the only real trio. Like pig roast, whatever we'll call that. I have no idea. But. We'll get we'll get back to you guys on that. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll be back with the first draft wizard of the year right after this. Oh, can't wait. All right, we have officially entered split screen mode. As we are about to start the first draft wizard of the year, the wolf is punched in the settings. Uh, we're going what half point PPR. Uh, as you know, we don't believe in standard scoring. We think it's oh, JB. ridiculous. Don't do it. Um, at the starting, uh, we start a quarterback. What two running backs? What's what kind of settings? Let's just throw it out there real fast. Yep, I, I'm doing one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, and a flex, then six bench spots. I like to have the three wide receivers and a flex. Some leagues do two. Um, but uh, honestly, what's so great about this is it's so easy to change and customize. And that's why this summer we're going to be doing what I call the Daily Draft Wizard. We kind of debuted it last year and got rave reviews from the six or seven people that we, we really did these for. They said they every single one of them ended up with Kareem Hunt. They all just you know love their teams, said it was one of the most useful things they've ever done. So I'm going to really try to churn those out all summer long. We'll probably have a you know daily segment at lunchtime um, where I just do three daily draft wizards for random users. So if you've already got you know your draft spot and you want to know what the wolf would do in that spot, let me know your settings, your your league size, all that stuff. I, I love doing these things and I'll narrate it the whole time. I'll tell you you know who I'm considering and why. This is kind of what what I'll do. Exactly what we're about to do right now. I'll do for you. I'll customize it for you. Um, and, and I'll I'd be happy to. I love doing this. You know so. All right, we're going to play as if this is a 12-team league. We're drafting sixth. Is that correct, or are we going random? Uh, I was going to hit the randomize. Hit random. Let's go random. Right no, here. let's go random. Randomize. Let's see what we get. Let's start this thing off. Fourth. Okay. All right. See, look at that. We improved our stock a little bit. All righty. All right, so the wolf. The wolf's going to make the final call, but I'm going to be up in his grill if I don't agree with him. Grill me. All right, let's go. Starting draft wizard now. Do you want to narrate the picks as they go, and then when it will, gets to me, uh... I will do my best to do that. So uh, we're starting off right away, um, and you should probably narrate because the the uh, resolution on your screen is going to be better than mine. Um, okay. Right, right now, top three picks were who Wolf, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott going two over my number one player, Crazy. Todd Gurley, and and then Which... Gurley goes three. So mm-hmm. Draft Wizard says uh, 66% of people would take Antonio Brown here. Below him, they've got David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, ODB. Um, Wolf, what's your instinct here? So on the big board right now, it is Antonio Brown. But lately, David Johnson's really starting to tempt me, really starting to tease me. Uh, he's set his goals at 1,000 rushing, 1,000 receiving again. They're already talking about how he's fully healthy at camp. He looks as explosive as ever. Um, and remember, this is the guy that was the number one pick last year, pretty much unanimously coming off a 2,120 TD year. Sounds like he's right back in that form. Mike McCoy splitting him out all over the place. And then you got Antonio Brown, though, who has like 
he's that edge at receiver. He, other than DeAndre Hopkins, nobody has that floor ceiling. I mean, the guy has been first or second in receptions and yardage and touchdowns for the last four years. He's been the top two fantasy player every single year. He's been the top scoring receiver three straight years. So, I mean, uh, the, the floor and ceiling are so high with Brown. Uh, I'm probably going to go AB, but what are your, what's your final thought? Uh, this is going to surprise you, but I would probably take David Johnson here. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. You know how much I love my I workhorse. mean, I, it's it's hard for me to pass on Brown or DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but man, I what? feel I feel man, like I feel like we need a back. I feel like we need a back. Like the I'm, there's three backs off the board already. I mean, how many how many really good RB1s are there? Like Let's find out. 10 or 12 maybe. I mean, and guys, we're not going to we're not going to split hairs like this on every single pick, but this is tough. I mean, look, if you take AB, I'm not going to tell you you're crazy. I feel like David Johnson has an amazing amount of upside, and there's just, man, I feel like we can make it back on receivers later. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to go AB just because I want to okay. see what type of running backs make it back. I, I do. But there's a this is why we do these things. There's no limit on how many of these things you can do, people. I know. That's the best part about it. Yep. Take I'm going to go AB, though. Let's just see what happens. All right. If I was drafting today, I think I really would do that. Then we go DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, OBJ, Alvin Kamara going up at seven, mm. Kareem Hunt, Saquon right now the steal because you know how much I love him, falling all the way to uh, 10. And then we got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones to round out round one, AJ Green reach of the draft so far to begin round two, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, mm. Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey. The next uh, picks, and now it's back to us. I mean, so Man. we could get shady with our second pick. We got the, right now they got Doug Baldwin as the top choice, barely followed by McCoy. I think you'd be crazy to go Baldwin over McCoy in this situation. I'm not. You sure. know who I'm going though. Well, who else is he's on? Not the- even he's not even on that list. But I'm going to click the name, Mister Jarek McKinnon. You know how high I am on McKinnon, and after we um, went. Yeah. After we, he's my thirteenth overall. Okay. He's my tail end right. of the uh, round him one. Up. Take McKinnon. Got, I gotta take him. Kyle okay. Shanahan's featured workhorse. I don't need to rave about him. I've already raved about him. That's fine. Time. This is this is so. Right now we start with Antonio Brown, Jarek McKinnon. This is you know, it's getting wet in here. Oh yeah. All right, and with McKinnon being taken, which I think everybody, well, not everybody, certainly you wouldn't, but I think a lot of people, including the computer, would consider that a reach. Um, you know, who do we have right after him? We had, I think, Tyreek Hill. And then uh, we had, you know, a couple of the other guys that I'm sure the computer would have suggested you take over McKinnon. So right now, your starting team, uh, you've, you've got McKinnon. And, of course, you've got Antonio Brown. Not a bad backbone yep. if McKinnon hits. Uh, who's the computer suggesting for round three right now? So we got Adam Thielen at 36%, Devonta Freeman at 28%, um, Travis Kelsey at 20%, T.Y. Hilton at 14 which T.Y. is not even crossing my T.Y. mind. T.Y. is right. the one guy there where I would just never in a million years think of it. I mean, you're in a weird situation up. now. You got, no, you got, you know, I think I like Thielen a lot in, pay, in PPR. Yep. But, PPR, man, it would, it would not hurt to build up your running back stable. Right, and you know who's not getting recommended at all is Josh Gordon, who I have as my top 12 receivers as well. Um, and, uh, you know, Devonta Freeman, though, the floor is just so high with him. Oh, you got your um, Kenyon Drakes, too. You got, I mean, the, there's some guys here that, that you could snag. 
Jordan Howard as well, very intriguing back in the new Matt Nagy. And then you got Mark Ingram, who's got the four-game suspension. But, man, if he fell a round or two, man. And I think he might keep falling. So I'm not going to touch him. To me, this one's coming down to Freeman – or a Thielen, uh, you know that that's the the two that I'm considering, and I'm gonna go just because McKinnon's so far from a guarantee. Even if his ceiling is top five, give me the floor of Freeman. I don't love him, but you know he's going to be. You know he has 1,500 total yards and double digit touchdowns two straight years. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't have similar stuff this year. Okay. <laughs> So I I'm going to go him. I'm going to balance out my RB floor here um, with the, the ceiling of McKinnon. And now it's round four. And, shit I, got and I don't disagree. And there's always a drop off in these drafts between like, oh, there's a bunch of good players available. And then a round hits. And you're just like, ah, I don't love any of these guys. And, you know, just right now, the computer recommending its top person for us with 59% saying they would take this guy. I want to reference you to a, a past fantasy football glossary definition um, called soft-ass bitch, and, uh, which was also coined by the wolf. And uh, Is that actually in the glossary? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. it, it Deservedly so. Demarius Thomas, that vegan little pussy. 59%. I wouldn't take him in four more rounds. Never you mind wouldn't. right I know now. You Oh, disgusting recommendation from the fantasy pros experts here. Uh, they're, they're also recommending Hunter Henry, who I love, but you can't take Hunter there. Henry in the fourth round. No, not at all. And you're looking at some of these running backs here. Now I'm kind of like, man, I wish I took my guy, Josh Gordon last round, who I know is contemplating. Cause I, I love his upside. I wish I went him. Um, cause you still got Kenyon Drake laying around. That's going to be my pick. I love I would Kenyon, take Drake. Kenyon Drake. Um, and now I have the three horse. You have the three horse attack and Antonio Brown. That we rave about, yeah. So okay, potentially it. three workhorses in Drake, uh, McKinnon, and Freeman. Also three, you know, nothing guaranteed, at least about two of those guys. So that makes me a little nervous. But ultimately, I, I like balancing that out. And then you got Alex Collins in round four still sitting there, which is like, oh, man. I really wish I went uh, with – with Josh Gordon that round when he was sitting there. So that's just, you, you get one of the ebbs and flows, right? Like now I know receivers go way faster because there's still no receivers I like, but man, I'm looking and I see, you know, Darius Geis. I see Sony Michelle still sitting there. Alex Collins, you know, these running backs all still intrigue me very much. So, um, so man, that that's tricky. I, I almost want to go Alex Collins cause I, I, I love all these running backs, but I'm going to look at receivers. I We need to balance out. Uh, we have three at this point. So let me check out the cheat sheets. I'm going to scroll down. I'll read you some receiver names we got here. Uh, we got Landry, Crabtree, Woods. Oh, man, it's getting ugly, huh? Man, like, uh, I don't like any of this. I don't love this. No, no, no. Man, I really wish we went <laughs> with Josh Gordon now. Um I'm looking at the list. I'm like, where's the guy that like I love and nobody else likes him or something like that? You can't take that not, guy in the fifth round, though. I'm not seeing him. You know who I'm thinking right now is Julian Edelman. You know, they they got uh, Brandon Cooks is gone. Danny Amendola is gone. At this point, I'm going to go for Tom Brady's top target, half PPR. Okay. I, that's going to be my guy. I think I'm going Julian Edelman. Jarvis Landry is pretty intriguing here, too. 
Um, but I'll go. Yeah, but you need some blue chippers, man. And I, I don't know if you can call Jarvis Landry first year with the Browns with a new quarterback like a blue chip option. You can call Edelman that. And someone yes. just picked Des Bryant. What the hell are they doing? Yeah, fucking idiot. Apparently, uh, quarterbacks are starting to really fly off the board right Things now. Are getting ugly here. Um, and I never yeah, reach let's on make like two or three more picks and then wrap it up. But uh, yeah, I know because this is getting way more hideous than I expected. People, I mean, um, at wide receiver, they're saying like Jordy Nelson, oh, Jamison Crowder. The guy I like here is Corey Davis. Oh, but you know who I like it more that that's standing out to me is Will Fuller. Yeah, that's a guy who I think is hugely undervalued. This Often year with invited Watt to pig roast. I mean, uh, definitely could be invited to pig roast. I mean, you remember the pace? You you spouted out a stat on one of the fullback dives. It was like his. He had, well, when he had X like amount thirteen of catches for, and seven touchdowns. Or something. It was insanity. And I don't think it, like obviously it's not sustainable. It's not going to keep it at that pace. No, but, but I don't think it was completely as flukish I mean, as people make it What if it was like a third that pace? It would still be amazing. Right, exactly. Because, you know, Watson has that mobility to buy the time. He's got the cannon arm to, to rope it down there. I think Fuller's massively underrated, and I'm going to go him right now. Okay. Rack up some upside receivers. I was hoping Corey Davis would fall, and he just went the pick before us. We're going to make two more picks now. Uh, I'm going to look at some upside running backs here. We got Sony Michelle and Deion Lewis and Lamar Miller. Mm. Um, Lamar Miller's not the upside, but that's the floor. At this point, I feel pretty good mm. about our floor, though. Um, it, to me, it's coming down to Sony Michelle and Dion Lewis. I would rather have Sony Michelle. I, I feel, yeah, I feel weird saying that, but I would rather have Michelle. Yeah, I would. I would like to get that injection of rookie, exciting. You know, that offense. Like we always talk about, number two in total running back points over the last two seasons. I'll take the the guy who might be leading that backfield charge any day of the week with the seventy sixth overall pick. Absolutely, everything else is looking pretty gross at this point. So, well, we're coming in now, like to the eighth round, and yep. you'll notice we have not gone tight end, we have not gone quarterback, and let's explain real quick why. I mean, we talk about not reaching for a quarterback a lot a lot of quarterbacks have gone obviously all the top guys are gone but who's left in the quarterback pool right now as we go to the eighth round so we're looking at like jimmy garoppolo phil rivs jared goff Jameis winston and of course down at qb19 this is why i'll never reach on a quarterback if this guy's staying down there pat mahomes i mean come on he's rated the quarterback 19 right now that is blasphemous that is the biggest value right now in fantasy football so if he's gonna go that low under dak prescott and matt ryan ugh. If Pat Mahomes is going to fall that far, then I'll be sitting and waiting on a quarterback all day. Tight end is a little bit different because you can get such a big edge. Um, you know, we can keep hitting these quarterbacks all day. Phil Ribs will be there another two rounds, you know, get a floor guy to go with Pat Mahomes. But tight end is different. When you, you said you might keep Gronk, it's just such a humongous edge to have those enormous wide receiver one type of points coming in. So if you can get a Gronk, a Kelsey, and Ertz, I really love those moves. If you can get a Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram in round five who might become those next guys, I love that. But then after that, it again becomes, you know, you talk about quarterbacks and tight ends together. You only start one a week, whereas receivers in this league, you start three. Running backs, you start two. Then there's a flex, so you might be starting anywhere between three running backs or four receivers any given week. That's 
supply and demand. The demand is high because there's so much out there. Uh, there's so many spots to fill, and the supply is pretty low. It thins out, as we saw, by round four, where there was no receivers we were that attracted to. So the supply thins out fast for a very high-demand position. That's why I love loading up on running backs and receivers early on. Um, and now I'm starting to think about, you know, we talked about building that workhorse stable, which I still believe in. But it seems like, to me, you can build that stable in these middle rounds, too, with these rookie backs that keep falling and whatnot might be worth loading up on these receivers early. I'm glad we took Antonio Brown now at four after seeing how thin the wide receiver position gets. Um, now at this stage when the tight ends are like this, Trey Burton, Jordan Reed, Eifert, Kittle, you know, I don't hate any of these guys, but I'm not going to spend a high draft capital pick on them. Now mm-hmm. it's time to, to punt the position and just keep loading up on uh, these, these high upside prospects. Somebody who I wonder where they went, and he was gone when we were considering receivers, but Juju Smith-Schuster, he's a guy that I have a highlight on every cheat sheet. I feel like we could have gone him quite a bit away ago. Um, I'm a little rusty. First mock draft of the year, so um, I'm interested to see. I'm going to look it up real quick. Where did Juju Smith go? That's a guy I want to know where he goes in drafts. Juju, looking it up. He's in the fourth round. Fourth round, we took... Devonta Freeman. So he was gone by the time we could pick in the fourth round, and we took Freeman over Josh Gordon there. That might be the one thing I want to go back and, and redo because the rest of it, I don't hate this draft at all by any means. Um, that That's the one of my draft regrets right now. Well, um, at this stage— let's make, one more, let's make one more pick. Who would you take with this pick? I'll rapid fire. Um— Real fast. So I, I think we need – I'm looking at this. I mean, Lamar Miller, just the value there. He's sitting there. The I think lead you'd back be crazy the, not to take Miller, and I don't I don't even like Miller. But and like, I don't even like him, but what we talk about, two guys that are sitting out there that are – What are we talking He's like fast food, right? He's exactly. Gonna, he's like a 20-piece nuggets. <laughs> and look at right above him. The definition of fast fat right, right. food is Calvin Benjamin's chubby face sitting right there. I mean, he's going to be a target hog. But yeah, Lamar Miller at this stage is just like you have to. You literally would have to. What are you going to do? You, you can't you take Delaney Walker over him. You can't. You, no. You can't reach no. for Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope. I'm. I'm a hundred percent. I feel great about that pick. Let's do. I, let's I do one more pick. Let's. Let's do one more. Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> how, how many times are we going to keep saying that? Let's this will probably more. be it because we're we're past eight o'clock now. But I'm interested to see. Oh, uh, I know you got to run too. Where we go? Um, and then I look. I'm looking at the receivers, and it's just like all again going to be guys that oh, are God, matched. Look at these. There's only one though that I do absolutely love right here, and I'm going to pick him right now. I think he's the biggest bargain receiver in fantasy football right now. Uh, and it's not even close. His ECR is 149. Best ranked is 112. And I have him at 78 right now. And that's Cam Meredith going to the Saints. Their big-bodied 6'3 beast who's going to be maybe their next Marquise Colston. I think he's a monster. They got an absolute steal robbing the, the Bears of this guy. Uh, playing with Drew Brees, now you got Mark Ingram suspended. Maybe it becomes a little bit of a more pass-heavy offense in his absence, at least to start. Drew Brees... 32-plus touchdowns in 10 straight years before this season. I'm going to bet on him returning to that type of average. And I'm going Cam Meredith, even though I do love Aaron Jones, who's sitting there right now. Uh, for, excuse me. Little McDonald's fast. Johnson floating there. around in the ninth round is interesting also. Yeah, but not over not over our love, Tariq Cohen. No, not so over he, Cohen. I'm just saying this this is solidifying some points that you were making earlier. I mean, there's there's backs that are out there. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the Antonio Brown pick looks pretty good. I don't know who we could have gotten in the second round 
at uh, you know at receiver if we had Pagan David Johnson, but you know here we go. We probably couldn't have gotten yeah. Jared McKinnon. So I took Cam. I took Cam Meredith, and then next round Aaron Jones is still sitting out there. So it's like, all right, I'll take Aaron Jones. So now we have uh, five running backs. We have five running backs. You're building the stable. We talked about it. Building the stable. You're going to tell me that I'm not going to get two RB ones out of no. McKinnon, you are. You're correct. Freeman, Drake, Sony Michelle, Lamar Miller, and Aaron Jones. I guarantee you we're getting two, maybe three RB1s out of that stable. But you're looking at the wide receivers now. Brown, Edelman, Fuller, Meredith. Actually, not horrible. I, I got to like this team for the first one of the season. Not horrible. Um, and right now, and and, and then I got to roll. Yeah. Right now, I, I would think about jumping on Mahomes. Yeah, this is this is the point because, where it's like, like you're going to feel dumb if somebody takes a flyer on him later. Just you, to, you've got the pieces around him right now. Grab yeah. your guy. I mean, there's, now, there's a chance Philip Rivers might be left. That's what I'm saying is, do I take Rivers now because he's like Not the floor? if you really want Mahomes. I mean, And like, you're right. Here's that's the thing. A, like, I mean, you point. can get cute and you might end up with Rivers as, a, as your floor guy and Mahomes as your main guy. And that would be ideal. But, you're, but you want Mahomes. At this point, yeah. you're 10, 11 rounds in. You can actually nail the guy you want. And yeah. there's still good backups there. Like yep. Maybe you take Rivers next round. I mean, if he's there, but like you got to take Mahomes now. I agree. You got to get the guy you absolutely love, and I have raved about him beyond belief. So yeah, I'm gonna get Mahomes. Um, I, I'm just gonna rapid fire Nat so we can get a quick grade and watch them just bash our team. We only have five more picks to make. Not even. We won't even analyze them. I'm just gonna rapid fire him. Uh, George Kittle. I'll, I'll get him as our tight end. Jimmy Garoppolo's David Njoku main target still out there. That's this is the definition of punting the tight end position, and at this point, I probably wouldn't even take Kittle. Um, but you know who I'm going to pair him with is Vance McDonald. So that that's not a bad strategy to take two complete flyers at the tight end position. Vance McDonald, the tight end, twenty three, absolute steal right now. We just wrote a penny stock article about him. I would take him over Nyoku. I know we just talked about Nyoku, uh, but I like Vance McDonald for the Steelers. Had a sixteen target playoff game against the Patriots. So I'm going to rip that. They're going to hate this draft. I'm going to get just destroyed. Yeah, you're going to get destroyed. I'm going to have the worst grade ever. You know who's sitting out there? And I absolutely love this pick, though. Oh, Frank Gore is still there. Um, Naeem Hines. Look at this. There's so much friggin' running back talent out here this late. This is crazy. Uh, The penny stock that we just raved about earlier, Mr. Darren Sproles. I like Hines, though. I like Hines uh, after all those experts came on and raved about him for the Colts. Really could be this year's Kamara. I'm going to go Hines. Um... To just get more and more running back, just juice. What do we have left? Uh, roster watch. Sorry, I know I'm keeping you over. Um, this is what passes for rapid fire for the wolf. Which is this is rapid pick, fire. Pick and then ramble for several minutes. This is rapid fire. Rapid. We're shooting from the holster. I do want to get one more quarterback to pair uh, with our guy Pat Mahomes. I want a floor guy. You know, Mitch Trubisky, one of our loves. I'm gonna go. Not a floor guy by any means, but I love him to pan out. So I'm just throwing in random names at this point that I just How like. How the mighty have fallen. Jameis Winston, nobody wants him. I know. I probably would have taken Winston over um, him at that point. Let's go. New England defense. Oh, now it's going to give me a server error for the last fucking two picks. Are you fucking kidding me? I just want a grade, you motherfucker. Yep. It's going to give us a server error after that. So I think that's we're going to wrap it up right there, folks. That's um, the draft. It's been a blast. Uh, I wish we knew what the grade got. And Draft Wizard, I'm a little disappointed. You guys didn't bring the juice, uh, you know, as as far as, like, giving us server errors and shit. We're, like, in the last round here. 
Anyway. Last round. Anyway, uh, any social media you want to pump up, Wolf? Of course. I'll, I'll post this draft. Uh, you can find it at Roto Street Wolf um, on Twitter and Snapchat. That's my stuff. You can find us at Roto Street Journal on Facebook and Instagram, Roto ST Journal on Twitter and Snapchat. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe. You missed some great episodes. If this is your first time listening, tune back in. Uh, rewind and hit episodes 15, 16, and 17. Uh, that draft coverage was fantastic. And just start interacting. It's that time of the year. You want us to do a draft wizard for you? Hit me up on Twitter. I'd be glad to make you the first draft wizard of 2018. Give me your request. I'd love to do it. Uh, and it's just been great. Keep keep the interactions coming, guys. All right. My name's Nat Truth Jones. And I'm the Wolf. See you later. We used to have it all. But now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd. Take our final bow Oh, it's our time to go But at least we stole the show 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.